Well, today I'm going to be having a special guest on the program. I think you're really going to enjoy a lot of what he has to say. He's an author of a book that talks about the, shall we say, questionable election here in the United States in 2020. And also, I've got a bunch of updates on what's going on behind the scenes in this particular radio ministry and and some other ministry work. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to what should be a fairly busy episode of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Now, in just just a little bit, I have a guest for the program today, author and also a fellow you know, talk show radio host by the name of Joe Hoft. And he's on radio in uh, St. Louis on Real Talk 93.3. And so I've found Joe, of all places, through a publication I read, oh, pretty much several times a week online, called The Gateway Pundit. The Gateway Pundit. I'm sure many of you that are online are familiar with their work and their material, like a number of other sites that I have found over the years. Their their news reporting and their information has always proven over time to be extremely accurate and trustworthy. And that's more than you can say about many uh, news agencies like the New York Times, the Washington Post, just to name a couple of big newspapers. The, the major networks, ABC, NBC, CBS, are just blatant liars. I mean, they will lie to you. And they, and especially at CNN and MSNBC, they know in the depths of their heart they are lying to you. Because the ideology, you know, the ends justify the means. At least the enemy of your soul believes that. And I truly believe that the mischaracterizations of things that you find in the mainstream media today and from the newspapers today and from CNN today and from MSNBC today. Of course, CNN Plus is dead and gone now, so who cares? I guess Chris Wallace may have made a bad decision in jumping ship when he did. But be that as it may, it's one less fake news outlet to deal with. There was nobody watching it anyway. But in doing this program now, going into 19 months, heading toward 20 real quick, my biggest concern has always been making sure the things that I share with you are accurate. I don't want to share a story, no matter how good it sounds, that ends up not being true. Now, I've said a lot of things about the election, and I had people saying, That's not true, Bob. That didn't happen in Georgia, Bob. That didn't, and then it turns out that it did. Nobody wants to say it loudly, especially if you were wrong. And the news media, they're still not wanting to admit it because to admit what we are beginning to see come out shows the collusion even the media had in, in this stolen election. You know, many of you send me some story ideas, and, and I, I look at as many as I can. I spend a lot. Look, it takes quite a bit of time to produce one program, more than you think. It's not just the hour. 
It's the prep time, the editing time, the distribution time, the write-up time, getting it in uh, for podcasting at a certain point in time to be ready on time, and then the preparation work. And one of the problems I'm running into these days, I've got so many things that are that are needing to be done that sometimes are not getting done. Uh, I really believe that this ministry is growing and will continue to grow. But there's other things that God has laid on my heart as well. And, and you know, I, I am a person that for a number of years was a church pastor. And I'm still very active in a leadership role within my church body uh, with a number of congregations spread out around the United States. But God is just laying some things on my heart and my wife's heart as another part, another chapter in our lives. Now, I plan to continue the radio program as long as God keeps this door open. I really do. But there's going to be some other things coming down the road, and I'll be telling you about them over the next couple of weeks. We'll be heading up north into Georgia and also then also on into Virginia, and I'll be telling you a lot of exciting things in the days and weeks ahead. Real quick before I get to my guest, just remember that the shortwave airtime costs money, and if you can help with that, I'll tell you in a little bit how you can help support us. Now, my guest today is Joe Hoft. Now, Joe Hoft is the twin brother of the Gateway Pundit's founder, Jim Hoff, and he's also a contributing editor. His reporting is often months ahead of the mainstream media. He understood and unraveled the Mueller investigation sham and also the origins of the coronavirus and even the 2020 election fraud. He's got a great background. He's also a radio show host himself. Now, Joe's new book is called The Steel, Volume 1, Setting the Stage. The book is now out. It addresses the stolen 2020 election and the activities that led up to all that went wrong on November 3rd of 2020. And so, Joe, I want to welcome you to the program today and and tell us about this particular book. Okay. Well, hey, Bob. Yeah, uh, my new book, The Steel, is actually really the first of what I expect to be at least three books. And I'm working on the second one right now. The first book, though, The Steel, it's volume one, and it's uh, entitled um, uh, The um, Early Stages, or I think I say specifically setting the stage. And it's about all those activities before the 2020 election that were in place that was basically getting ready for the steal. So I talk about the big media, big tech, mm-hmm. uh, the censorship, um, the, the, the incredibly fake news, uh, the garbage polls. I talk about um, China. I have a chapter on China, and I just discuss how um, China, Trump crushed China. I was in I was in Hong Kong for a decade um, up until 2020, and I could see it. I mean, Trump was just destroying uh, China, and they wanted to get rid of him. And um, so I talk about the economic situation over there and why, if there was a reason to drop COVID intentionally, that would have been it. Uh, it been the uh, Trump was destroying their economy. It still has. I think their economy, by the way, it's all it's all propaganda that we get now. I think it's I think their their economy is in horrible shape. And um, 
then I talk about um, other things that were present. There was the deep state, basically uh, nonprofits that oh, yeah. the uh, left have set up, all these nonprofits. And their purposes, uh, many of them was, to, I think, to steal the election. Uh, there was also, um, I guess, the absentee ballot issue. And oh, absolutely. Look, look at all the states that that had what oh. I call the magic ballots. That's that's the best way to describe it. Magic ballots that yeah. appeared at three o'clock and four o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah, by by oh, mules yeah. that had handfuls. That's what I'm writing about now, and it's just pretty shocking going back and looking at it because we did a lot of work on this. We got, I came back in uh, the summer of 2020 to the states and um, started working for Jim full time then, and. Um, we just, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, we just really dug into this. And, and I also was a corporate auditor executive over in Hong Kong for, for a decade. And, mm-hmm. and I know auditing. I've got 10 degrees designations. And um, I, you know, I, I've done this stuff before. So I could go in and, and look at these results. And that's really what I'm doing here with the second book is here's the results. Here's what happened. And you talk about the ballot drops. And and I could give you, a, a, I guess, a little bit of, I'll tell you about, in a moment here about what's in the new book. But but in, 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 in the Steel Volume 1, what I have in there, too, is a couple things. One is the deep state. And I start off the book with that, Bob. And um, in that chapter, it's amazing. Before the election, we'd heard about this thing called the color revolution. And people are saying, it looks like that's what's happening here a CIA type of operation to, to, you know, to take over the country. And the first thing you do is steal an election. And um, mm-hmm. there was a lot of writing about it. And there was some warning about this one guy who was Obama's ethics czar, of all things. Mm-hmm. Perfect name for this guy. His name's Norm Eisen. And um, he was uh, behind everything to stop Trump. All these court cases. He was the first guy to get up and speak in the first impeachment. Mm-hmm. On behalf of the Democrats, it tells you the importance in what he was involved in. All these uh, opinions coming from these judges around the country to try to stop the Trump agenda, like building the wall, et cetera, how they kept using lawfare to try to stop all this. Uh, Eisen was apparently behind it all. And um, then uh, here he is being noted there in the color revolution. And then after the election, there was an article that came out in Time magazine. And they talk about they basically give, give themselves a pat on the back. It's like if you if you go and talk to a policeman, they'll say, well, oftentimes we catch people because they start bragging about what they did. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think this Time magazine article was. And they talked about how they had to save the country from oh, yeah. this, uh, you know, bad man Trump. So they which meant steal the election. Oh, at all costs, at all costs. Yeah, uh, at all costs. And then the. um First person that's mentioned, the first person that's quoted in this article at Time Magazine is who else but Norm Eisen. So it's just almost like a, a confession. Well, you think it was coordinated. Plan. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. It definitely was. And that's something that I'm going to put in my new book. But here's a piece that I have, the last chapter in this book, The Steel. I talk about the rallies before the election. Mm-hmm. And from um, from Labor Day to uh, the election day, mm-hmm. Biden and Trump, you know, had these rallies. Trump, of course, had one stint where he was in the hospital for about 10 days and um, or whatever, a week. 
And anyways, that kind of hurt his his uh, number of rallies. But still, Trump had more rallies and more attendance than he did in 2016 against Hillary. Mm-hmm. By the by, election day, Trump had had an, uh, just a, a a number, maybe almost a hundred rallies. And but the number of people at his rallies, and I was I kept a spreadsheet on this, and I'd go to every event, uh, the the stories on them to determine a, an accurate size. I did this with Hillary as well, mm-hmm. and that was one of the reasons I said Trump's going to win because these rallies Trump was crushing her. What was it was a it was a massacre in 2020. Trump had 1.1 million people at his rallies. That's right. Biden's mm-hmm. Biden had 2,000 people total. That's total. 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 I mean, you had some rallies of his that had six people. I think were it was I'm telling it was you. that bad. It was it was horrible. There was even some of these rallies with circles. There weren't even people in the seats mm-hmm. in some of the seats. All you I mean, had was, was staff workers and 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 the Secret and Service. Press. That was it. And media and media. If you take the media out, I think a lot of those circles would have been empty. That's right. Um, so, but even counting those circles and stuff, you're like you're down to less than two thousand people in mm-hmm. in. in 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 two or so months, Labor Day to Election Day, and you two thousand people compared to one point one million. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to believe Biden got one eighty one million. So I think that's really important, and uh, because it's actual numbers, it's not it's not a poll that's been you know manufactured. It's actual numbers, and we saw it in twenty sixteen. Trump crushed Hillary in that regard, and he also crushed her in. And social media, but we couldn't really do that this year because social media had censored everybody mm-hmm. and censored the conservatives. So you couldn't you couldn't use it. But but Trump was still crushing Biden on Twitter and these other. I mean, Biden hardly had a presence. I think he was buying uh, these bots at the end. There's nobody following Biden. That's right. Nope. Nobody cares about that guy. I mean, he had a uh, rally just the other day in New Hampshire this past week, I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, there's it was half empty. And of of maybe fifty chairs, half were empty. Wow. It, it's I mean that's Biden today. He's and, and that's up had, north. I mean, we're not talking yeah. like in some deep red state somewhere. No. We're well, talking. this was that's right. This was a state that supposedly Biden beat Trump. You know, it was real close, and it was I believe it, it too was stolen, and. Um, yeah, and they can't even put half yeah, a dozen people in chairs. I mean, the president of the United States. It's just, uh, and they, you know, and then when we do see any of his rallies, he looks lost. You know, you know o- honestly, I think that his uh, poll numbers have been inflated to make him. <laughs> I, oh, I, I don't think I don't think he's doing as good as thirty percent. No, I agree. I agree with you, Bob. I even think, among uh, Democrats. Yeah, I think, and the and I think the left knows. Um, how bad it is, and um, and they know Kamala Harris would even yeah, be worse. Yeah, isn't that something? And yet, um, I, I'm hearing though recently some you know some thoughts from people, including my brother Jim, who's the founder of the Gateway Pundit, just um, that uh, you know the Dems don't seem too worried right now, even with this appalling. Uh, appalling uh, policies, hey, and that should make all of us nervous. Well, that's it. That, that, I mean, I mean, I, I'm disturbed about that too. They're acting like, oh, no big deal. Oh, yeah. it'll it'll all be fine. You know, in other yeah. words, they've got something already in the works. They they've had a year to realize they were going to be in trouble. Somebody made a statement. I'm not sure if you agree with this or not, but Kamala Harris being on the ticket and being the vice president was insurance to make sure they didn't impeach Joe Biden. 
Yeah, I've heard that before too. And um, the um, yeah, yeah, I've heard that before too. I mean, I but Rush Limbaugh said this in October of 2020. He said, uh, and I might have this in my book somewhere because I think it's pretty profound. He says, you know, the left is done with elections. You can, they're just done. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, you know, they got this guy sitting in the basement. I mean, he's not out campaigning. He's just going to these things and a bunch of circles on the floor, and it's just a joke. Mm-hmm. And they must be done. He, you know, he says they they, they don't want to argue their position anymore. They don't. They don't. Yeah, you know, they don't feel it necessary. They think it's a waste of time. They're entitled. And, uh, and and they just they're done and and he was so right I mean this election and and not just the presidential election some of these Senate races et cetera they were absolutely stolen and and um and I think it goes both ways actually I still I I think uh, like for example that Senator Collins in Maine she's horrible she's a horrible person um, horrible record mm-hmm. and there was an attractive young Democrat uh, woman that was running against her that. I think probably and was up in the polls and somehow Collins beats her. I, mm. I really think Collins's race was was, uh, you know, whatever bought and paid for as well. And the Democrats know she's better there than a than a Democrat would be. because oh, yeah. She's going to she's going to vote. You she, know, she's Democrat. a reliable. Look, she's a reliable swamp creature. That's the best way to yeah. put it. Just like Romney, right. a reliable swamp creature. Right. Yeah, they, they want they don't. Look, there's a game. You know, you're going to be the R. I'm going to be the D. But we're really on the same team here, uh, within the deep state. And I, I'm I'm convinced that a significant number of so-called conservative Republicans are are basically wolves in sheep clothing. In sheep's clothing. Well, we saw it. We saw it with Raffensperger in Georgia. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, has, and his and his little stopped. guy Gabe Sterling. This yeah. has got to stop. This has yeah, got to a, stop. It was a fair election. What he, a horrible I mean, person. Oh, I mean, I mean, he's just—he he became unhinged. He no, stood there and embarrassed. Look, we have a home in Georgia. I spent uh-huh. a significant part of my life. I, I came to Georgia in 1975. Got married. Lived uh-huh. in North Georgia. I lived in Atlanta. I have worked all over the state, and I now still own a home way up in the mountains. And so I, I know the state of Georgia from Bainbridge to uh, all the way up to Dalton, to Savannah, Atlanta, and all points in between. I've built radio stations. And you cannot tell me that Biden won the state of Georgia in 2020. It didn't happen. It happened no, in DeKalb County, happened in part of Fulton. There. Yeah. Well, Trump in every state picked up votes from the prior election. Mm-hmm. Every state, except for, ironically, these couple, he, these well, he even well, he and he increased his lead in every state. Is what That's I right. should say. He picked up votes in every state. He, um, he, he. There's no way that he had a five percent lead in Georgia that was lost over the last four years. No way. No. He and that's when I, everybody and you know we saw it in Florida. Signs everywhere, signage everywhere. Uh, you know, and same thing goes. Uh, you know, you hear you hear back to. Uh, and this is kind of in my, in my, in the second book too. In my introduction, is just you know back when Hillary and Bernie were going at it. We know that the Hillary's team was doing some corrupt stuff, but if you talk to people out there in California, mm-hmm. there wasn't a Hillary sign out. There was no. Bernie signs everywhere, and somehow Hillary walks away with California. Every Democrat out there just kind of shook their head, like, "Well, this doesn't make any sense." No, because I think signage does matter. 
I, I think those are the things that really do matter. Attendance, signage, and um, perhaps social media. And the and and those are the things that matter. But but social media they've contaminated by by suppressing the uh, conservative voice. Absolutely. And they're, still, and they're trying to do more. Absolutely. I just, I'm, I'm working on a post right now for the Gateway Pundit that uh, you know Hillary and Biden and Obama yesterday are both out speaking about censoring. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why I really love what Elon Musk is doing. I really pray and hope he can take over Twitter because that that is a great tool with horrible management, very corrupt and well, very anti-American. Well, once right? again, it, it it is an echo chamber. It's becoming nothing more than an overpriced mega billion dollar echo chamber for one side. And yeah. if, you, if you're cutting out half of the people, how do you make a profit when you are disparaging half of your audience i I don't get it no Um, it's like look 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 at a state like florida and i and i'm a resident of florida and have been for many many years but i I look at some of the purple counties that went trump both times and you're Mm going to tell me that georgia went went for biden you know i mean we're in florida we have to deal with with a delusion that occurs around Gainesville, which is, you know, where the University of Florida is. And, mm-hmm. and then you have, of course, Broward County, Palm Beach County, to a lesser yeah. degree, Miami-Dade. And, yeah. of course, Leon County, right around, you know, uh, the state capital. And maybe a little, and even Jacksonville is kind of purplish. You know, so we have that to deal with. I don't but think that the Democrats, I think, understood that Florida was going to be too big of a deal to try to steal. And they didn't even, well, I don't think they bothered. I think they tried. I think they tried. I think, you know what happened? I think down in Miami, those Hispanics that have come over from these countries that have been destroyed by communism. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're watching what these, what the current communist liberal party is doing, the Democrats. Yeah. It has been, you know, it's taken over by communists. And there's, and they voted, I think Miami County went for Trump. I mean, this this the, the oh, Latino yeah. vote was going because Latinos that came from there were very outspoken. Oh yeah, and I've met this some. This is evil, and they know better than we do because they've been through it. And they're like, if we don't have this, we don't have anything. So no, I think Florida. I don't think they had a chance. I think uh, same with even even in Texas, they tried to steal that. Um, and the only thing that's going to protect us is is good voter laws. Well, yeah, but, and I think that's where Florida had Georgia beat. Because, um, you know, part of the deal, if I understand it correctly, maybe you know and I better than I do, that the the sleazy deal that Rassenberger made with Stacey Abrams uh, right. after her defeat in uh, 18 uh, mm-hmm. and to become the governor of Georgia, I think she still thinks she is, but um, yeah. he signed this, you know, sweetheart deal with the devil where they were not going to verify any signatures. I mean, wait a minute. So we're going to mail out ballots. I've I've got a good friend of mine that spent about three weeks after the election traveling around parts of middle Georgia in the middle of nowhere off I-16, if you know where that runs from Savannah back up to Macon. Hmm. And what he did was there were a lot of new voter registrations. I mean, a ton of them Mm -hmm. in that part of the world. And so Mm -hmm. he got the list and the addresses and was going out to empty farm fields that had never had a home, a mobile home, or even a pup tent. But that's where people claimed that they lived. And he Mm -hmm. found hundreds, hundreds of those. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And and so Raffensperger and little Gabe Sterling and Governor yeah. Kemp are going to say it was the fairest election in Georgia no. history. How dare you no. make us look bad? What liars? What liars? Oh, but they need to, you know. Kemp doesn't need to be running to be in the governor's mansion. He needs to be running from the law because he needs to be in a state prison. Well, you know, I'd heard and I'd written about this, that Kemp had uh, some real um, financial issues when Mm -hmm. he was going to be governor. He had some debt. He has a massive debt. And I'd really like to know today if that he still has that debt. And what are his ties to China? Because there's yeah. some of that going on, too, yeah. in Georgia that yeah. has right. been alleged by many reliable sources. I mean, look, I can understand the voting in DeKalb County. And about uh, last year, I had to visit a because I do some engineering work still for broadcast on some u- unusual projects, yeah. a, a transmitter site in DeKalb County. And, and I can understand that that county went for Biden. I get it. Uh, It is a minority county. It it is a large population and majority minority in DeKalb County now. And I can understand a good part of Fulton County, even to a lesser extent, maybe even Cobb and and South Gwinnett. But But I can't understand the numbers that didn't add up. And how do you have somebody on a videotape holding hundreds of ballots fanned out to get a picture before they stuff them in a ballot yeah. box where they're yeah. not going to verify signature. Yeah, that that, that movie's going to be devastating. And I think that's good. I hope it comes out. And I hope yeah. it takes... Look, I'm one that does not believe that Brian Kemp or or uh, Raffs, or Brad Raffensperger deserve to be back in office. They need no, to be right. primaried no, out. I think they need to be thrown in jail. But well, I um, do too. You know, but, but you start you know, by getting right. him out of office. No, and they're they're saying this that Kemp is uh, the Kemp is somehow um, ahead in the polls. That's just such garbage. There ain't. They, I'm telling you, you know. And this is the thing too that I know, Bob, just from working for the Gateway Pundit, and watching it. You know, we get lied to every day. We get lied to to told tell that we're not the you know that we're the minority. That's a lie. We are the massive majority. President Trump had the largest base. Ever. Mm-hmm. Biden has no base. But I, I have no idea who's on the Biden team. Other, You know, I, I would say none. But there's some far left and, can, you know, Democrats, people have been Democrats their whole lives that would say, well, we're, you know, we're not on his bus, but we're, you know, we're Democrats. Biden yeah. has no base. Trump was an entire, it was the biggest base ever. And it grew. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we saw that with his numbers in the election, 75 million. The highest number of votes ever was 2008 was 69 million for mm-hmm. Biden, mm-hmm. Or for Obama. For Obama. And, in 2008. And uh, he had an exciting uh, run then, if you recall. There was a lot of momentum behind that guy. And he set the record. Trump had 75 million. He had the most votes ever for a sitting president, the highest increase ever for a sitting president, uh, blew away his numbers from before, and had the most votes ever, period. Mm-hmm. And then they come in and say, Joe Biden got 81 yeah, million. Let's go back to 2008. I can remember that quite well. You had the most uninspiring Republican candidate that you oh. could have ever put up there yeah. in, in, in John McCain. Uh, you know, another, you know, Rhino, uh, no, he and Lindsey Gramnesty, or Flimsy Gramnesty, as they call him in South, in some parts of South Carolina, you know, they were doing nothing about the border. 
at all. I mean, but they were they were rhinos, but they they knew how to talk to the conservative base when it came election time. But he was so uninspiring. And then all you needed was that economy to just get unplugged in the summer of 2008. Uh, Yeah, the Republican enthusiasm just died. And so there was no chance. I still, you know, and then you have then the best they could do four years later is Mitt Romney for come on. The guy that gave us Romney care in Massachusetts, he's going to be the guy to undo Obamacare? Well, <laughs> boy, it just really tells you who's been running the Republican Party, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, fools that's and idiots. Saw. And that's what we saw in uh, Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, across the states, Missouri, these good old boys that are running the show that don't mm-hmm. want anybody coming in. We're seeing it today with McCarthy. Today, oh, yeah. saw the stuff that came out last night. Here's McCarthy uh, saying he's going to talk to Trump about resigning and that this uh, 25th Amendment is going to go through. And, and what a snake. What an absolute snake. McCarthy, uh, then you, Mitch McConnell's another one that she's I don't trust. Liz Cheney. Liz <laughs> Liz Cheney. She's, she's worse than a Democrat right now. There's nobody worse than her right now. She's an, she's an independent, you know, anti-American is all she is. Yeah. Uh, who, who who's beholden to the military industrial complex? I guess so. I that, guess so. Uh, that, that Eisenhower warned us about in 1961. Yeah, I heard that recently too. The um, and and I I, I like Dick Cheney, and now I've, she's because of her can't stand him. I, I, I guess the more I, I you look, you know, I, that when you start digging that, it's like an onion. You start peeling that layer back, and you start finding stuff you didn't yeah. expect. Yeah, she's something else. She's so nasty. What they're doing to these people on January 6th, too. So so this is their effort. Today, uh, you know, Obama uh, and Hillary are out pushing censorship. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Americans that legally protested against the stolen election on January 6th, sitting in jail in D.C. We call it the uh, American Gulag. Yep. Some of these guys, I wrote about a piece, a guy yesterday. Political prisoners. 15 months there. This guy, his mom says he would. He never got a suspension from school. He he was always on time. He's never committed a crime in his life, yeah. and he's there and he's being fifteen months in the D.C. jail with no court date yet. And this is the kind. This is this is really. This should anger every American, right or left. Absolutely. Lie. And uh, to see what's happening to these guys. And I uh, talked to Judge Napolitano, and he's like. These guys, first of all, had every right to be out there. There's no problem mm-hmm. with protesting this election. Whether they felt it was it was stolen or not, they had every right to do that. And he said, uh, basically, none of them should be in jail. Even if they did commit some violence, they should not be mm-hmm. in jail. And um, they should be given a reasonable bail. They should What's be treated just like the, the people that burned and looted during the, the summer of love of 2000. Those, yeah. Well, those people you see, uh, they're, they're getting out free. And there was, and you never hear this from our media. In 2016, when Trump was uh, his inauguration, there was like two, 300 people that got arrested in D.C. They not only got let go, but they got rewarded by Biden, Obama, mm-hmm. in their first, uh, first days in office. They yeah. got... They got money, yeah, and 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 not just a pardon, but the money for doing what they did. So this is the kind of stuff, and our and the average American doesn't know it. So we do, you know, we got to keep sharing this stuff, you know. All right, two things before we go to our break. I'd like to have you stay on on the and come back on the other side, but but quickly, um, 
before we go to the break, tell people where they the name of the book again and where they can find it. Yeah, so you can get the book at Amazon, and the name is uh, The Steel, Volume 1, Setting the Stage, and it's by Joe Hoft, and it's my fourth book, and and it'll, it'll uh, set you up for the next book when we just start talking about exactly what happened. And then I, my, my expected third book is going to be the cover-up, what they did to try to cover all this up, because that's as, as significant as almost the steel itself. So, uh, yeah, go to Amazon and get it. And my guest today on the program is Joe Hoft. And Joe is the twin brother, as I mentioned before, of the founder of the online publication, The Gateway Pundit. His brother's name is Jim. And Joe's also a contributing editor at The Gateway Pundit. As as I've told you before, I spent a lot of time trying to do research for this program. And I spend hours every day going through news and news sites, things on television, emails you send me, videos to see. One of the hardest things, as you can imagine, in doing a program like this is making sure that the information that I share with you is actually correct and is actually accurate. I'm proud to say, and I shouldn't even use the word proud, or I don't want to be prideful, but but I'm, I feel very positive that over the time we've been doing this program, like 19 months, we've been really careful about keeping accurate information coming your way. Many times somebody will share a story idea with me, send me like a link or a website or, or something or video to look at. And I'll think maybe I need to do this, but then I'll pray about it, think about it. And that voice says, don't do it. Do not don't share that information. Several times over the past year and a half, I've had a number of stories that people wanted me to share, and I didn't, and those stories ended up not really being true. And I want you to know that when I tell you something, whether it's my opinion or I give it to you as a matter of fact, that you can trust it. Trust is a hard thing to find in this world today. If you believe in our ministry, and the real expense every month is buying the airtime on shortwave. And if you can help us, and I'll be talking more about that right after we get out of this break, would you consider supporting us by making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? That's Ancient Word Radio. And the mailing address is 5753 5753 Highway 85 North. Highway 85 North. And there's a secure box number, number 3248. Number 3248. The city is Crestview. One word, Crestview, Florida. And the zip code in Crestview, Florida is 32536. That's 32536. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The Road of the Magi. Coming up, Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Who are the Magi? Well, the Magi were Persian priests of a strange religion called Zoroastrianism. They were pagans, they were heavily into the occult, yet they were the ones who found Messiah. Why? Because they were seeking God. And yet the Jewish priests and leaders who knew about God didn't find him. Why? A real profound truth. They were heading away from God. See, it's not your position that matters 
or your past. The Magi were in a bad position. They were into the occult, yet they were heading in the right direction for the Lord. But the leadership of Israel, they were in a good position. They knew the scriptures, but they were heading away from God in a bad direction. See, better off is the non-believer who's turning to the Lord than the one who knows all about God, but's turning away from the Lord. Better off is the carnal believer who's repenting and turning to full devotion and holiness than the one who's been on fire, but is now turning cold. See, it's not what you've done. It's where you're heading. So where are you heading, my friend? Where's your heart? Are you seeking God or did you stop? Are you seeking God more than you used to or less? Get back. See, Paul had a lot that he could have rested on, but he didn't. He said, I daily beat my body then, lest after preaching to others, I become a castaway. He said, forgetting what lies behind, I press on. He started out every day as if he were a new believer who had as much to learn about the Lord then as at the beginning. Have the same attitude, the attitude of a new believer. Seek to know God, that, that we don't even know the half of God. I want to find God, seek God, because it's not what you have been or even who you are. It's where you're heading, where your heart is heading. Don't rest on your laurels, but seek God again as you did at first. It's a good road. It's the road of the Magi. Want more? Ask for Amazed in Cyprus. Now, the free gift for you. What if you discovered the lost Ark of the Covenant? Well, something just as awesome. The mystery, the temple doors, it's yours free. And Sapphire's daily spiritual vitamins guarantee to revitalize your walk as you apply it. Well, listen, how do you receive these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed and you'll receive your free gifts. But call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. One. Now, the Jewish people brought you the blessings of salvation. I invite you to join with me to bring it back to them, to bless those who blessed you and to reach the unreached peoples from every nation. It's amazing. Imagine you could blanket the planet with salvation. Well, you can. Through shortwave radio, the farthest way you'll ever spread the gospel. It's 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be part Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you write me direct. It's right to the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey. Jersey 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, head straight up, my friend. Shalom Alechem. Peace be to you in Messiah Haderech, the way. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. What a great program we're having today. I have this great guest. I'll bring him right back on, Jim, uh, Joe Hoft. Uh, Jim, by the way, is his, uh, his twin brother and founder of the Gateway Pundit. Before we get back to our interview and, and, and so much information I think you can use and really, really help you, I, I just want to tell you I want to thank so many of you that have been writing me in recent days and weeks. It's been a very... It's been a trying time. As, as many of you know, I, I lost a good friend, uh, a fellow minister, to a tragic accident. Another one of my clergy friends, his young son, 19 years of age, who's just gone through so much this past year health-wise with a very strange ailment, after seeming to have recuperated, died unexpectedly of a heart attack. And, and so... There's been a lot of travel, a lot of things to do, and and it's hard to sometimes put this radio program together. So if there are any days that they don't sound right, you just understand what we are going through. Plus, it's that time of the year that we need to be heading uh, north for a while. There's so many opportunities, I believe, that God is opening up for 
what I should be doing at this phase of my life. And I want to make sure that I'm being obedient to what God is calling me to do. I know the radio program is part of it, but there are parts of my ministry that have been dormant for a while, and, and I'm really feeling very strongly there's going to be some some major changes in my life and, and my wife's life. We know it. We're ready for it. And so keep us in prayer for the next couple of weeks because it's going to be a really intense time, some very hard decisions to make. When it comes to this program, I like to be good stewards of the faithful financial giving that so many of you have provided to keep this program on the air. And I'm looking at ways to expand the program and and also determine what is the best use of the funds that you have given. And that's why I, I continually ask you to let me know what station you listen to. Because if you don't tell me, I don't know. Shortwave does not have a rating system. It really is up to you. Whether you're able to support the program or not is not even the issue. I just need to know. Would you send me an email? That's Bob at Truth2Ponder.com. Bob at Truth2Ponder.com. Now our guest today, Joe Hoft. And Joe, you wrote the book, The Steel, Volume 1. What did you see that made you believe this election in 2020 was stolen? Uh, that's a good question, Bob. I There's a number of things. Um, one thing here in, this, in Volume 2 that you're going to find is that, and I start off with this, not only is it the, the question, and we alluded to this in the last section or segment, that um, the, um, the I, I question whether the Democrats have had a legitimate election in, in years. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we had this stolen election in 2020. The primary appeared to be stolen by Biden. It was like all of a sudden oh, one yeah. day it was like oh, Biden yeah. was the appointed one, right? You know? Well, it's like 2016. And uh, how many times did and did uh, Bernie Sanders win? But they gave they still gave yeah, it to Hillary. I agree. It made no sense. You know how does so, somebody lose a primary and still win it? I never could figure that out. Yeah, and that's why I think Hillary was so upset too to lose to Trump because they didn't cheat enough for her. I think she was just devastated. She was convinced they had they already had it in the bag. Oh yeah, they already had the fireworks paid for. And. And Trump said it. We had to win big because they were going to steal it. And they still tried. And notice she wanted to make sure that her fireworks would be seen in New York. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So Trump would see it, too, because, you know, he lives in New York or did at the time. Yeah. So, yeah. um, So I don't. And and then the primary was stolen over Bernie. And I don't think Bernie was that great. I don't think. uh, I think it was because a lot of people didn't like Hillary. And Democrats included. The media tried to make her into this special goddess because she was a woman. But a lot of Democrats didn't like her. And a lot of Republicans certainly certainly didn't. Thought she was just as corrupt as can be. Plus, you also had a lot of college students with their gender studies degree worrying about their student debt and no job. Looking at Bernie as their hope. The great hope to equalize and guaranteed income, guaranteed this, guaranteed everything. Right. And so if you're like between the ages of, oh, I don't know, 18 and, and 27, Bernie was your man. Grandpa so. Bernie was going to so. bail us yeah. out. I still don't, you know, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think Bernie, uh, I think he was there because nobody else was running. I think that when he stepped in, uh, I'm sure the, the Democratic establishment, like, what are you doing? And you're not even a Democrat. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you're running you in doing? our party. You're yeah, an well, about and, and, socialist. 
don't you know this was given to Hillary when she lost to uh, Obama, when we gave it to Obama? Mm-hmm. So I don't know when was the last legitimate election. Yeah, I think that's it. something that really needs to be, you know, investigated. I probably, you know, and who knows if it ever really will. Not thoroughly because the data is mostly gone now. But but um, anyways, so that's where we ended up, uh, you know, in this 2020 election. Uh, again, uh, a stolen election. But the thing that grabbed me was this guy who Scott Ad- Adams, who's the author of Dilbert. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And he was a pro-Trumper, and he came out, and I liked him a lot. And he's a clever guy. Really see stuff on a, on a whole different level. And he uh, he was behind Trump, and I liked that. But he came out after in, in December of 2020, after we'd been through now almost a month of just – really desperation and knowledge that something happened and trying to get to the bottom of it. Right. And all this misinformation from our media, uh, the attacks from the media, uh, just this toxic waste where they would call Trump the loser. They would call, say Biden president. They can't start saying President Biden as quickly as they could. And we knew Big Temp was going to take anything down that said Trump won, and they did. And it was just toxic toxic circumstances and then um adams comes out and says well you know all this other stuff is just periphery all of this is just extra he said the election was over when the democrats forcefully prevented americans and and basically poll watchers republican poll watchers from entering and reviewing the election Mm mm-hmm when they stopped force, you know, when they started forcefully preventing this from happening, the election was over. And he and I think he is so right. I mean, if you can't validate the election, you know, then the election's over and it should have been stopped and they never should have been certified. And we know these corrupt politicians, which makes me wonder, which makes me wonder about Pence. Oh, I, I uh, you know something about that. He was always like, "I'm behind Trump as long as Trump was ahead." Yeah. Every as soon as yeah. it turned the other way, he stabbed him in the back. It's yeah, like and okay, I saw, I, and, yeah. and and I don't I don't think he stands as they say a snowball's chance and a waffle iron oh, uh, of becoming the Republican nominee. No, he's hated for what he did. He could have, on the other hand, had he done the right thing and said, "Hey." This stuff shouldn't be certified. There's just too much fraud. If we have to do it, even if, if Biden really, stood, if, even if Biden if he, stood, you know, if he, he had an ounce of courage, he would have said, "We need to do it over." Yeah, but he went this to stuff. the he went to the Brian Kemp school of being a weasel. Oh yeah, I agree. No, I agree 100. percent We put it that day, January 6th. He had an opportunity to put his name in history as a hero, and he blew it. How many of yeah. those in that skiff? knew what the real plan was mm-hmm. and it wasn't an insurrection I, I i am from all the videos that i have seen and i'm sure you've seen even more than i have mm-hmm. something tells me that this was a creation of the deep state oh, to, sure. to create the environment and make it happen in order to destroy crump's credit uh, tre- you know to, to destroy any sure. possibility well of that's him ever running again well, and that's that's you're absolutely right. That's what they did, and, and to scare conservatives scared. from ever standing I mean, up. 
Well, that's it. And then shove guys in prison for 13 months, like some 15 of months, whatever it is now. And, um, and with, you know, and, they, and their, their conditions are horrible. The jail, their water. Jim was just talking about this morning with me. He said, you know, the toilets are overflowing. There's, you know, poop on the floor. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just disgusting. It is. And, they, and this is what they're living in. And this guys, is what is happening in, in the United States of America in yeah. the 21st century. Yeah. Yeah. And Unbelievable. Should not be there. They're being beaten. There's one guy in there that's gotten his eye, lost an eye. He was beaten so bad. I mean, it is, um, and most of these guys are just good, patriotic Americans. At night, they stand up and sing the Star Spangled Banner together. They're they're heroes, they're patriots, and they're keeping them, you know, themselves sane through this. So some of them, 23-hour days of, uh, of solitaire. I know. And, and I've heard that'll make you go crazy. I think that's and, the plan, and and I don't and think when it, how do we hold how do we hold judges how do we hold our Congress how do we hold Nancy Pelosi who I think is evil personified these I phony pro-abortion Catholics they're not Catholics they're phony they're fraudulent uh, you know they're right. hell bound as far as unless they repent they are showing by the fruits of what they do what they are. They're evil yeah. personified, including Biden. You can play with your rosary all day long, but as long as you are spitting on the face of Christ, you're unsaved, you're unwashed in the blood, you have no life in you. And and, and yeah. I, I don't understand how many Catholics continue to vote for Democrat because my daddy voted Democrat or my yeah. grandpa did and he was in the union. It's time to, you know... Get out from among them and do not touch the unclean thing, as the Bible says. And, and this, and the whole Democrat Party has literally been taken over, you know, at the top levels, in my opinion, by a literal reprobates and people with this satanic heart. You don't. Who would be angry about? We shouldn't be teaching sex things and and homosexuality to kindergarten through the third grade. I mean, it's none of the business of the school to discuss things of that nature. I think Disney's about to pay a dear price for that. I hope they do, and I hope that it hurts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it's insanity. I thought that. You're absolutely right. I've said to my daughter years ago, I think the only thing keeping Pelosi alive is the demons within her. Yeah. The lady's just so sick. There's something and wrong. There's something. There's something really wrong. And and why should we not believe that there weren't demons? We there were demons in the you know Jesus. Absolutely. Time. What 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 makes you think that that woman has hey. got it got it together? There's nothing there that she's doing to help this country. It's the Bible says the, the, the spirit of Antichrist is already here. The spirit of Antichrist it is here. I tell you, we're I just had it. I was in a convention uh, or not a little seminar. I don't know what you call it. Uh, a couple of weeks ago in Virginia, and there was a um, Jim and I talked about uh, what's happened over the last two years, just since 2020, and how the World Economic Forum and oh, these yeah. elites are trying to impose their power, and we're seeing it. We just, you know, like this article about Obama and Hillary pushing for more censorship. That's not an American ideal. That's not in our Constitution. Our Constitution says free speech. I had Pamela Geller on yesterday on my radio show. Mm -hmm. She was awesome. She said, you know, without you know, without free speech, we don't have anything. This mm -hmm. is the essence of all that we have. And she says, and then she said, but without free and fair elections, then it's all just a bunch of chatter. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. And, and I think, look, you know, somebody, I go back and I look at 
I think that the real shifting point in this this country goes back to Woodrow Wilson was what I consider the major turning point. Oh, I know there's been seeds of this sown for you know for for centuries. Uh, the idea of the one world government, new world order, all of that. But I think we had a president for the first time that wanted more federal power. So we got rid of, you know, the states, you know, selecting their senators. We took that away. So the state's voice disappeared in the federal government. Then they were given the income tax. And once they had those tools, they started to build. And after World War II, the machinery that was in place was enormous. And they began to own more and more of our economy. And the deep state has been growing quietly in the background uh, ever since that time. And, and it's gotten, yeah. by the 90s, big enough to be revealed. And they don't care. And yeah. people still, uh, they're, they're, too, they're too busy playing or watching Netflix. They're too busy, you know, with their lives and jobs to care about the politics yeah. and the things that are wrong in our nation. Yeah. Before we run out of time today, mm-hmm. let, me, let me ask you this question. Um, what, in your opinion, and by the way, tell us real quick about your writing in the Gateway Pundit. I know you, that's where I, I found you, and that's where I reached out to you from, uh, mm-hmm. from an art, some, some, some of the articles you've written. You're, you're doing some writing for them, obviously. Right. And uh, so tell us about that, then I have one more question. Yeah, so I've been writing for Jim for about five years. I was actually a corporate uh, executive in Hong Kong at that time, so I didn't mm-hmm. wasn't working for Jim. I was just on the side writing articles. We were both Trump behind Trump, and then I came back to the states, retired, and um, now I'm working for him full time. Yeah, now and you're like me. I'm retired and doing a radio show. Yeah, and then I'm also doing a radio show too here in St. Louis, ninety three point three Real Talk. Mm-hmm. That's just a one hour show every day, and um, in the afternoon I like it. I was doing a morning show, and I just really <laughs> too tired. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I, did, I did that, yeah. but no longer. I can't. It's just I, the body does. You know, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Yeah, um, in so, that regard. Yeah, and then I'm writing, and then I'm spending time writing here. I want to. Uh, this that last book was my fourth one, and I'm working mm-hmm. on this fifth one, which is the second book on the election steal. I think it needs to get out there. It just uh, all that happens. So that's what I'm working on now. What do you think, in your opinion? What is it going to take to get America back? Well, I think first of all we got to win an election, and that means uh, you know we've all got to stand up and be poll watchers, workers, whatever we have to. Mm-hmm. And uh, we and if we find crimes, we need to figure out a way to stop that election right there and then before um, votes are stolen. And uh, we need that mechanism in place because that's what uh, killed this election. And uh, we need free and fair elections. So we need to get involved in that as much as we can. I'm, I, I'm, I'm concerned about this upcoming election, uh, but we'll see. I mean, but I, I think the vote, if it's real, it'll be about 90 percent. Nobody likes Biden. Nobody likes him. I don't care what you're. I don't care. Um, so we've got to do that. And I think once we win power, then we need to freaking throw some people in jail. And I think, and I, I don't say that lightly. I think absolutely, people need to go to jail. And I think it starts with Obama and Hillary and and Pelosi and these people that have been involved in this nasty, nasty takeover of this country. The uh, ignoring our laws choosing laws that they that they want to enforce which is against the constitution and and hold them accountable 
and and places like and and all their deeds need to be undone. So, for example, Obama came in and inserted ten judges into the D.C. court, ten additional judges, but they were all corrupt, and they're all and they're still corrupt. And now a person like you and me can't go to D.C. and expect to ever get a fair trial, ever. And so we need to clean up these courts and put in fair judges. And um, and then, you know, we need to get rid of the, the DOJ. Uh, the FBI needs mm-hmm. to be absolutely, absolutely cleaned out. And, and that's probably our starting point. And then every government agency needs to basically be shut down and started over. Fauci should be in, indicted as well. The stuff he's done is ho- horrific. Mm-hmm. So just um, a lot of work to do. It's almost, you know, I think we need to, you know, I'll say it this way, Bob, and I don't know a lot. I'm, I'm not a constitutional scholar by any means, but I think we need to uh, go into some sort of emergency uh, situation and take care of this because we cannot allow these criminals to uh, to selectively use our legal system to attack innocent people and put them in jail for 15 months for doing nothing wrong other than to protest a stolen election. And my guest today has been Joe Hoft. And as I mentioned before, he is the the twin brother of the Gateway Pundit. I read that quite a bit online. The Gateway Pundit's founder, he's the twin brother of Jim Hoft, and he's also a contributing editor at the Gateway Pundit. Now, Joe's reporting is often months ahead, as I said earlier in the program, ahead of the mainstream media, has been observed in his reporting way back when on the, you know, Mueller investigation sham and so much more, the origins of the coronavirus, and as we were talking about quite a bit today, the 2020 election issues, and I really believe fraud in my heart of hearts. And of course, I will definitely have Joe back on the program very soon. One of the things I'm trying to do during this this time is to bring you programs in the not-too-distant future of some of these people who I read on a regular basis. There are a number of publications, many that I subscribe to. It's part of the job that I do to try to stay informed so I, I can give you news and information that is accurate. There's a lot of misinformation out there, let's be honest. And it doesn't matter. You can say CNN is misinformation, and I would agree. It's just a one-sided narrative for a political ideology, and the truth is often either distorted or non-existent. I understand that. Also know there are many so-called conservative websites that I would not trust at all that have made so many false claims, so many predictions that never came true. And that's why I spend the time to give you accurate information. Do you believe in the work that we're doing? Would you consider a financial gift to keep us on the radio? If you would, make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio mailing address is 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 57. 53 Highway 85 North, number 3248. Number 3248. The city is Crestview. Crestview, one word, Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. 32536. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth 
the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.